Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mark's Takes, but I'm very excited to say that this this isn't a Clippers weekly recap. This is my first episode where I want to just generally talk about NBA, talk about topics that are going on in the NBA, and not solely focus on the Clippers. I love the Clippers. They're my team. They'll always be my team. But it's so refreshing sometimes to talk about other teams and other stories going on. So I have a couple stories to talk about. A couple, you know, highlights that are going on in the NBA right now. I'm going to be talking about the Knicks. I'm going to be talking about the injuries going on. And I'm going to be talking about the uh, play-in tournament. Two thi- uh, three things that I think, you know, are very, they're very happening right now in the NBA. So let's just get right into it. I'm going to be talking about the Knicks first. So the Knicks won nine straight. They lost to the Suns, which is the one time I really need them to win. They didn't win. And they beat the Bulls. So they're 10-1 and one in their last 11 games. Julius Randle. He's my most improved player. I don't think there's another player that comes close. I think that there's there's some players that have really evolved this year, but I don't think with the hype, with the same hype as Randall. So he's my pick for most most improved. I don't think he should be in the in the MVP conversation, but I do think that he is a pretty much lock for most improved player, and I really like it. I mean, I, I I don't like LeBron, but I do agree with him when I say that the NBA is better when the Knicks are good. I mean, they're a huge market. They're so much better. Like, the NBA is so much better when the Knicks are good. They're such a historic franchise that it's really, really fun, and I think it's even more refreshing to see the Knicks right now because it's not a super team. It's not anywhere near a super team. I mean, their star player is Julius Randle, who three years ago, no one wanted him. Okay, the Lakers didn't want him. I actually had to look this up because I forgot it. The Lakers didn't want him. He was on the Pelicans for a short stint, you know, whatever. And then he went to New York, and that was the summer where Knicks fans, you know, they thought they were getting Ke- Kevin Durant, you know, and then he went to the other side of the uh the other side and went to the Nets, you know, they thought maybe they're getting Kawhi. Kawhi didn't even have a meeting with them, so they really thought they were gonna get that like star player that summer, and. They got Julius Randle, which at that time, they were like so bummed. They were like, nope, we don't want Julius at all. Um, like, th- they just had such high expectations, you know. And it's funny because at the time, they, they clearly didn't want him. And now, you know, they're in the garden screaming, MVP, MVP. And I find that really surreal that we are in the year. I tweeted this. We are in the year 2021, and Julius Randle is getting MVP chance in the Garden. I find that as probably a top three story of this season. I find it incredible. Just because 
they didn't want him. They had such high expectations. They were like, we're getting this player, Kevin Durant. He's going to be a Nick. Kawhi's going to be a Nick. And they got Julius Randle, and now he's getting MVP chance. I find that such an incredible story. And for him, you know, I listened to him on on the Woj pod, and... He basically said, like, the Knicks saved him, and he's saving them, and the Knicks, like, it's just, it's an incredible story, and I I love it. I mean, I it's definitely one of my favorite, my favorite stories. I also like it because, again, they're not a super team, you know, they're not, they don't have three all-stars on their team. They have Julius Randle is their, is their best player. They have Derrick Rose, right, who's like, you know, his prime was like eight years ago, I guess. Um, They have R.J. Barrett, who's proving me wrong every single day. I was kind of like, you know, kind of a doubter for R.J. Barrett, I guess. Like, I didn't think he was going to be amazing. He's still not amazing, but I really like the role that he's taken up for the Knicks. Um... R.J. Barrett, they have uh, Quickly, who I really think is such a great rookie. He comes off the bench. He's great. They have Noel. I mean, to me, what's really amazing is their defense because I watch a lot of their games, and they blow some leads. Like, they'll be up 10, 12 points, completely blow it, and then they kind of go into this, like, defensive mode where they just completely lock in on the on the defensive end and it's really special to see I really think Tom Thibodeau should be in the conversation for coach of the year I mean he's got to be a top three candidate in my opinion maybe even the top candidate because he's turned that team really into like a defensive juggernaut and it's very very great to see it's really great to see a team that's not a super team winning games by playing defense. It's really it reminds me of like the old NBA where defense was actually a thing and there was no super teams. I think that's why I find it very very refreshing. It's just a bunch of dudes who, you know, they Julius Randle, I guess is their superstar and they play really really hard defense. They're very active on the defensive end and I love it. I mean, I really think it's one of the best storylines of this season. I think, you know, if they, I'm pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs. And I just, the East is so weak that I think they're going to make it. So whoever they're playing in that first round, if they're a four seed and they're playing that five seed, I mean, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. If it's the Heat, whoever it is, because I really want to see, like, yes, we watch the Knicks on regular season. I really enjoy watching them, but it's going to be very interesting to see the Knicks playoff basketball. I mean, I, I we haven't said those words in a long, long time. So I'm excited to see that environment again at the Garden. It, like LeBron said, I don't agree with him frequently, but playoff basketball in the Garden in June I can't think of a better environment, really, besides that. Um, I can think of, like, a couple, but that is very, very special to me. I think it's special to the city of New York. They deserve it. I mean, what they've gone through the past 
five years with Porzingis, with, you know, all their draft picks, that guy that wore the Fortnite uh, jacket, whatever his name is. Um, I don't remember his name, but he wore the Fortnite jacket. I mean, they've had some horrible draft picks. You know, they finally drafted R.J. Barrett. We're still pretty bad. And it's coming together, you know. Tom Thibodeau is really bringing that team together. I love to see it. It's truly fantastic to see. Definitely one of my favorite storylines of the season, 100%. And, yeah, so go Knicks. I mean, like, I'm a temporary, I guess, bandwagon Knicks fan. We're going to see. I don't really have a team in the East. I don't root for any teams in the East, you know, hate them all. But I have a soft spot right now for the Knicks, and I think a lot of people do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm like a temporary temporary bandwagon. We'll see where it rides out. So my next topic is going to be the play-in tournament. So believe it or not, we are very, very close to the playoffs. It's really, really crazy to talk about. We're like two and a half weeks out, I believe, from the play-in tournament. And I think the play-in tournament is really, really dumb. Like, really dumb. I I really liked it in the bubble because I understood, okay, you, you a team is in the bubble. They I don't remember how many games they played exactly before the playoffs, but it was like 10, 12 games or something. And it was like eight games. Or it was pretty low. Like, I get it. It was such a shortened season. And if you were a ninth seed, 10th seed, okay, like you deserve a chance to try to get into the playoffs. So if you make it to the eight to the ninth seed, okay, let's have a play-in tournament. What I don't understand is having a 10th seed in the play-in tournament. Like you can be seven, eight games under 500 and still try to get in the playoffs. Like I don't think they're going to get in the playoffs, but like, why? Like, you're a 10 seed. Why do you need to be in the play-in tournament, you know? I find that very, very stupid. I think 8 versus 9 is okay. I think if they're close, you know, if they're separated by one, one and a half games, two games, okay, let's do an 8 versus 9, one game to decide who's going to the playoffs. That's great. That's intense. But I don't see a reason why the 10th seed needs to be in the play-in tournament if they're like five games back. Eight versus nine, I th- again, is very entertaining if it's if those two teams are close. I think they should make a new rule, do the play-in tournament only between the eight and the nine team if they are separated by less than two games. If they're not, the eight seed gets in. What happened to good old, old-fashioned NBA playoffs? One versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, and four versus five. Eight spots is a lot, and if you don't get in, sucks. I just don't think, we, no one wants to watch a 10 seed try to get into the playoffs. Like, let me look at this right now. Who is the 10 seed? Who is the 10 seed in the East? Because I don't think I don't think they have a very good record. I'm going to look right now. But again, I don't think they have a very good record. I'm going to look right now at the NBA standings. I want to say it's like the Pacers. 
Um, but I don't, I don't remember. I, the Pacers have been so bad recently. Okay. Okay, yeah, so the 10 seed are the Wizards. The 9 seed is the Pacers. And the 8 seed is Charlotte. So this is what I'm saying. Charlotte is the 8 seed. Indiana is the 9th seed. So Charlotte and Indiana right now are currently separated by a half game. So perfect. Those two teams should play each other because they're separated by less than two games. The Wizards are 14 games back. So what is the reason for having them in the playing tournament? I mean, I get it. They have some good players. They have they have Russ, they have Beal. They've been playing pretty well recently, but it's like I don't get it. I just I don't get it. I don't get the reasoning behind it. You're 10th seed. I mean, are are we going to start to let a team that's 23 games behind first place be in? Like I just don't see the purpose of it, truly, I really don't. And let's look at the Western Conference. The 10th seed. Okay, the Western Conference is very close. That's a really a whole other story. But, yeah, I mean, the Western Conference, I get it. They're, like, all one, one and a half games back. But, like, whatever happened to, okay, you didn't make it. You were a half game back from the 8th seed. Maybe you try to win another game next next season and you can try to get in. Like, it's too soft now. Like, why do we want why why do we want a ten seed? I, I just I just don't I don't get it. Like maybe just try to win another game next year. And I'm recording this during the Clipper game, by the way. It's absolutely brutal. I'm watching DeAndre Ayton get outplayed by uh I'm I'm getting I'm watching Zubak get outplayed by DeAndre Ayton. So I think the playing tournament will be it will be interesting to see how it like plays out this year, but I saw something saying that they were going to go forward with it for like the long run. Like that was that was the plan. Like permanent play in tournament. I just don't I don't see a reason, you know, saying like 3 years the 10 seed is like 8 games behind 500. Why why does anyone want to watch a 10 seed? Like playoff basketball is supposed to be the top 16 teams total, top 8 in each conference playing competitive basketball like the 10th seed is the 10th seed for the re- like for a reason you know because they don't really win a lot of games and they they're not competitive so that I just don't I don't get it so we'll see what happens because I I will see I don't want to like I don't want to slander it too much because it's like it hasn't happened yet I, I I enjoyed it last year but that was eight versus nine and also last year in the bubble, like I was just fiending, fiending on any basketball like I could find because I it, it had been so long. So I was like, yeah, we get another game, like perfect, like of course, like let's get another game, and I didn't care. But now it's like, okay, I watch an entire season. Why do I want to watch the Warrior trying to get in? You know, when they've played horrific pretty much all season long. So I really think they're going to be doing extended, extended seasons, you know, after COVID, just get rid of the playing tournament. Just please throw it down the drain. Please, please, please throw it down the drain. Okay, so next topic. We're just moving right along in these topics. My next topic 
is the injuries going on. Wow. I mean, the league has been ambushed with injuries. I'm thinking of some recent ones. Jamal Murray, ACL tear. Um, Donovan Mitchell, he had an ankle sprain. LeBron has been out. Kawhi has been out. Patrick Beverly's been out. I'm just gonna start naming all the all the Clippers starters now. Every single every single starter. Um, who else? Anthony Davis was out for an extended period of time. Trey Young is out. Um, Trey Young. Who else? I feel like there's a couple other players that I'm not remembering. John Wall. They they called it quits on him. The injuries this season have just been absolutely brutal. Just absolutely brutal. And I do think it is the strength of schedule. I do think it's the uh, strength of schedule. And, the yeah, I mean, I, I want to say just the schedule is really tough. And if I look distracted because I'm recording this while watching the Clipper game, it's very, very hard to do. And I wanted to record it now because, like, the game was getting really ugly. So I was like, let me just record to distract myself from this ugly game. And it's pretty ugly, but for some, somehow, the Clippers are staying in the game. I don't really know how. I don't get it. But, um, yeah, so injuries just absolutely brutal I I don't blame I blame a little bit of Adam Silver because I think he's sort of an idiot when it comes to stuff like this I think he kind of rushed back I think it's not unusual to see that a lot of the players getting injured are the ones who were in the bubble for the longest amount of time like you know Jamal Murray they made it to the Western Conference Finals like that's a he was there long time Anthony Davis, LeBron, I mean, we all know they were there the longest. They were in the finals. And, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he was in the playoffs. Just that, like, the lack of time in between the two seasons, between the bubble and and the season going on currently, and then the schedule. Like, I, as a fan, am exhausted from this schedule. Like, last week, I'm a Clipper fan. We had that game versus the Blazers. It was a sweaty, sweaty game. You know, Paul George won it at the free throw line. I was sweating. I was hyped up on adrenaline. I literally was so excited I could not go to sleep because I was, like, so pumped up. And the next day, the Clippers had another game versus the Grizzlies. And I'm like, how? Like, I'm exhausted. I'm still not over that game last night. I woke up, like... The next morning, still excited from the Blazers game. I woke up. I'm like, here we go again. And everybody's out, you know, for the for the Clippers because it's a back-to-back. You know, they're down 20 points. And somehow the Clippers, the Clippers reel it back in. And they win the game with basically their C team playing. And I'm sitting here thinking, I these these past 24 hours, these two games... I am exhausted as a fan, cheering, getting my hopes up, you know, getting my feelings crushed, my heart shattered, and I'm a fan, and I'm a pretty diehard fan, like, I'll sit here and watch unless, you know, we're losing by 50, then I'm like, it's just ugly, you know, go, gotta go do something with my life, but I'm, I'm sitting here as a fan, straight up exhausted, 
And I'm sitting here and I'm like, these players are just probably exhausted, like beyond tired. Like I pray for them and their bodies and people get mad for, for players resting. But like that schedule is just absolutely brutal. And yeah, so I don't think the injuries are unusual. I think it's really the schedule, the traveling, really everything about it is absolutely crazy. You know, I'm thinking about the Grizzlies game last week, and this was actually something I wanted to talk about on Clippers Weekly, but I was very, very preoccupied this past uh, this past weekend, this past week, schoolwork, you know, I am a full-time student. I have a other part-time job besides doing this po- this podcast, you know. I'm a student, part-time job, and do this podcast for fun. So, it's very, very busy sometimes, and sometimes I just have to prioritize school and my job, you know. So, I, I want to talk about this. This was about a week ago. So, I'm about to go to work. And I'm sitting eating lunch. I always eat lunch before I go to work. I work like a one to seven shift. So I eat a big, big lunch before. And I'm sitting and there's nothing on TV. And I'm like, okay, like it's noon. And I'm like, okay, let me turn on the jump. And I turn on the jump. And this is the day after the Clippers had won against the the Grizzlies. They came back from an 18-point deficit with their C team and won the game. And I'm, I'm watching the jump, and I already know the jump is pretty shit. Like, it's pretty shit. It's really biased. And I'm watching just for fun. Like, not taking really anything they say seriously because I've watched it before. It's trash. But um, they're talking about Ja Morant playing extremely well last night against the Clippers. And I'm like, what? And I'm like... There's no way. Like, this has to be a prank. Like, we have to be getting pranks right now because there's just no way that they're talking about John Morant after the Clippers came back from 18 down and with their C team. Like, it wasn't even their B team. It was their C team. And, yeah. So, I'm like, there's no way they're talking about John Morant. And they're, and they're talking about him like he played super well. Like, he didn't play super well against their C team. Like, he's playing against the G League Clippers. And they're like, he played so well. He he really balls out against the Clippers. Keeping in mind that this was the Clippers C team. And they lost by double digits. So, I get a bit... I'm like, there's no way. So, what do I do? I snap a pick. Because I'm like, I gotta snap a pick right now. And... I snap a pick. Tweet it out. And it really started to blow up. I went to work. I came back. You know, I put my phone down at work. I come back to the tweet like an hour and a half later. And it's really starting to blow up. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, I I really think this could reach, you know, ESPN. I think this could reach an ESPN audience. And people were tagging Rachel Nichols, who runs the jump. And she came in. I was at work, I was getting ready to leave, and my phone started blowing up, and I was like, oh boy, and I'm in my, I'm in my mentions, and I see the little check mark, and I'm like, oh god, and it's Rachel Nichols in my mentions talking about how they covered all these segments on the Clippers, you know, the day before, but 
for some reason, you know, they couldn't talk they couldn't talk about the Clippers that day. They had to talk about the Grizzlies. Even though the Clippers even though the Clippers, you know, they came back from 16 down, 18 down, whatever it was, they di- they didn't think that was a good enough story, I guess. So they thought John Moran was a good enough story. She basically was like Excuse me, she basically was like, you know, we pick certain interesting storylines from the day, from the night prior, you know, that that that's that NBA slate. And we only have an hour, so we can only talk about certain things. And I'm like, well, if your show is about basketball, like, why don't you talk about what the, the Clippers win last night? Like, is that not a, a big point of interest for in the NBA, like in the slate, you know? So I found that very, very funny that I was like, what? And I've noticed that ESPN, the media is just straight trash. I mean, I've seen it a couple times in the past two weeks. I want to say, um, about three weeks ago, I'm going to go back to my Knicks here because I love my Knicks. About three weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago. I don't remember. Julius Randle uh, dropped 44 points against the Mavs. And in Dallas, and I go to ESPN. Like, I go to Sports Center the next day or the next or that following night. And their little graphic on ESPN, like the little background graphic of the when they're, you know, previewing the stories for the night. And it's the Knicks-Mavs game, and the the little preview picture is Luca, and the caption says Luca Magic question mark, and I'm like, Julius Randle just dropped 44 points on your head, on Luca's head, but you're gonna put the graphic as as Luca, and I was like, nah, like that's not that's just plain idiotic and disrespectful. For Julius, like he literally just dropped 44. He's having a career season, like he's having an insane season right now. And you're gonna put Luca on the graphic? I was like, what? And then I saw the John ja Morant thing, and I was like, it's all connected. You know, the media's trash. I don't, I don't think all media is trash, but when I talk about ESPN, the jump, you know, they're all connected, and I strongly say that they're trash it's very biased it's very narrative based where they want you to they just want they push these narratives that are so unrealistic and so obnoxious that it's like I feel like I'm being like like they're like suffocating me with these narratives that are just not happening like give Julius Randall some credit he just dropped 44 points on the Mavs and won the game. But you're still going to put Luka in the graphic? Just straight up disrespectful. And same with the same thing about the Clippers. Like, the Clippers just came back from 16 or 18 point deficit, deficit with like six players out. And those six players included four starters. But you're still going to talk about Ja Morant on a national televised TV show? And... That was like I after that I really I really realized like I really realized like I really need to be more selective with the sports media that I you know take in and read and digest because there's so much of it out there that's complete trash and I'm not saying all of it is trash I think that there's generally 
good sports media, good basketball media out there. But after that, I really realized like, okay, I need to be more particular about which what type of media, sports media I'm reading, what I'm watching, because I, I can't watch like that ESPN. I can't. After like those two instances, and there's been so many before this, okay? So, so many. And after that, I was like, no, like I really, really need to be more particular about the media that I, you know, that I read and, and, you know, watch because I don't want to be brainwashed by that ESPN garbage. I'm, I, I know it's garbage, but to the casual fan, it's not garbage. You know, that's the worldwide leader of sports. They're the number one sports media network. People watch them every single day. The casual fan. But for me, I, I, I cannot watch ESPN. I can't watch the jump. I've just seen too many things that are like, no, how could you do this right now? Like, I've seen so many things that are like, like, this has to be a joke, but it's not a joke. Like, this was actually posted on ESPN. Like, the Grizzlies thing that I posted, like, so many people thought that was a joke and Photoshop. They're like, no way, this is real. Like, there's absolutely no way, no way. And it was fully real. And it's so frustrating because it just keeps happening. And then there's just a point where you have to be like, okay, I'm done consuming this media. You know, I'm going to pick and choose which what I want to read and I'm not going to consume ESPN anymore because there just comes a point where it's so frustrating so so frustrating and I'm really I'm I'm over it honestly I'm over the Rachel Nichols thing but it was honestly pretty funny there was like this one guy just really going at it with her for like a solid day like she just kept coming back there was a guy that made a meme a hilarious meme and hilarious, hilarious meme, and she got really rattled, so I just thought it was interesting, because, you know, they see it, like, they see that we're unhappy, you know, I guess it was just Clipper fans, but, you know, Clipper fans are unhappy with the way they're being represented in the media, she sees it, she was responding, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a jump watcher anymore. I not re- I wasn't really a jump watcher before, but at this point, it's like, nope, never watching the jump again. And I just thought it was a funny story. It's definitely like a highlight of my NBA season was to get into it with Rachel Nichols of ESPN. I thought it was pretty funny, and yeah, I mean, what it was just a, it was just so funny. Like getting out of work, getting into my car, and my entire phone was being blown up with tweets a lot of people were defending me so shout out to all of them there was some really funny like good responses I got out of it some good laughs but I was like what a world where I'm fighting with Rachel Nichols right now on Twitter so yeah that's gonna do it for uh this episode it wasn't a Clippers weekly it was just a NBA just talking NBA talking NBA recaps what's going on um, yeah, I honestly really like this. I love talking about the Clippers, but again, it's just really nice to, to broaden my, you know, my podcast and talk about complete NBA stuff and not just center it on one team. I'll be, I'll still be covering the Clippers, you know, for the majority, but I, I still really like, I still really, really like talking about the NBA in general because, 
the Clippers get exhausting, and it's nice to take a little step back sometimes and talk about other NBA stuff. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to uh, hit that follow button if you haven't already, and uh, follow me on Twitter at Gracie Marks, and be sure to follow me over on Instagram at Marks's Takes, and I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.